Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing the full moon forecast coming up for March 28th, 2021. And as always, I want to remind you guys that I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the astronomical placement of the planets. So if you were to go outside on March 28th, 2021, around 1pm, hold a star app up to the sky and find the moon, you'll see that the moon is astronomical astronomically in the sign of Virgo. So this is the placement that I use in astrology. This is the sidereal zodiac system using the astronomical precise placement of the planets. If you want to calculate your birth chart, you can go to my website innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart. You can calculate your Vedic birth chart just knowing it will be different than your western birth chart, okay? The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that I am in Austin, Texas, so I use the Central Standard Time. Again, the full moon will occur on March 28th, 2021 at 1.41 p.m. Central Time. The last announcement that I have is that I started doing a Tuesday podcast whenever we were doing the Nakshatra series, and if I hadn't have done that, we would probably still be doing the nakshatras. So I did it so that we could go ahead and move through all of the different nakshatras, um, and I think it's time to scale back and there may be weeks where I have a bonus podcast or I, you know, share an extra podcast. There may be a point in time where I decide to post more again. Um, but for now, I'm going to spend a lot more time dedicated to my Friday podcast. So I just want to give you all a heads up about that. If you do want more astrology in your week, I recommend checking out my Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I post twice a week. One of them is a recorded session on Thursday and one of them is horoscopes that I post every Monday for each of the 12 zodiac signs and I'm going to begin twice a month whenever we have a new moon or a full moon I'm going to be sure to spend extra time for each of the signs talking about how that full or new moon will impact you personally so if any of that sounds interesting please check out my patreon again patreon.com slash astrology now podcast so let's go ahead and get into the full moon, what to expect with this full moon, and then other astrological ongoings. So first of all, a full moon is when the moon and the sun are totally opposing one another. So the moon is opposite of the sun, and it can receive as much light from the sun as possible. So it's as bright as it can possibly get. That being said, once it reaches its peak of brightness, it will then start to dwindle. Light will be stripped from the moon as it moves into its other cycle, into its new moon cycle. Okay, it's going to start waning again. So that being said, a full moon is an auspicious time to release and let go of things. When is it not a good time to release and let go of things, but it's supported astrologically to release and let go. Interestingly, the full moon is going to occur in the sign of Virgo and Virgo 
doesn't like to release control. <laughs> Virgo really likes to have everything under control, everything meticulous and everything organized. But I am going to talk about some things to consider around control when maybe we should release some control that we have and maybe other times when it's better to have more control and areas of our life where it's good to have control. And you keep on hearing me say control, right? Um, Virgo is, of course, also about being organized, being meticulous, being well put together. It's such an earthy, grounded, practical sign. But then we want to look at the nakshatra. And the nakshatra is a segment of Virgo. Okay, if you want to hear more about what a nakshatra is, I posted a segment for that a few podcasts ago on what is a nakshatra. But it's essentially, we divide the sign into even more specific segments to get different nakshatras that give even deeper results, more prominent results. And the full moon is going to be occurring in the nakshatra of Hasta. And Hasta is a very fun nakshatra. It's very laughable. It's very witty. It's very playful. There's a lot connected to it around healing, particularly with touch or Ayurveda or acupuncture, again, massage, making things, creating things, being an artisan. Because the symbol is a hand, there is also a connection to manipulation and control. And almost a need to have some element of control. Okay, so it can also be a little sneaky and sly sometimes, which again, I'm going to talk about. But general auspicious activities for this day on the full moon, again, March 28th, is activities involving laughter. So if you have the opportunity to spend time with someone who makes you laugh or watch a movie that makes you laugh, listen to a comedian that makes you laugh, it's an excellent time for laughter, fun, and enjoyment. It's a good time to build and to construct. And this could be various things. You know, it could be constructing a project, writing a paper, you know, like putting the skeleton outline together. It could be pottery it could be anything artistic or creative. It's also an auspicious time for moving and marriage. And then, of course, it's always a great time for spiritual practices like meditation and yoga. Hasta has a connection to the moon. So your intuition may be heightened this day. You may feel particularly intuitive, but you may also feel a little emotionally roller coasty. Okay, full moon, it's a notorious time for the emotions to be heightened, for energy to be heightened, for things to be, feel a little less predictable. And so because there's so much emphasis on the mind and on the emotional mind, you may just feel some ups and downs and some erratic emotions. So know that that's something that could potentially be coming. But I overall sense a pretty auspicious full moon for us individually. So again, just try to plan the day to be enjoyable. And I'll speak more about that on a global level too. So activities that are not going to be auspicious are unfortunately being lazy <laughs> and just not trying to complete anything or do anything. And it's also going to be setting long-term goals. So setting short-term goals is okay. Try not to focus on long-term goals in this period of time. 
So talking more about our personal lives and full moon reflection, you know, on what this full moon could potentially be trying to teach us. And I was thinking about control for a while because I think that so much suffering comes from the desire to control and the desire to predict the outcome of things, you know. I also think that a lot of suffering can come from, you know, controlling, not wanting to surrender, you know, or release, but it can also be attachment and attaching ourselves to an expectation. And when we attach ourselves to expectations or we attach ourselves to ideas, we are going to try to control external circumstances to go in the direction that we're hoping it will go. And when we get hung up on this, it really does create a lot of discomfort and a lot of inner struggle. And some examples of this are if you're going somewhere and you expect the environment to feel a certain way, once we get there, we're going to start acting in such a way to try to move the environment in that direction. And because we can't control other people, we can't really control space or time, it likely is not going to go in the direction that we want it to go. So expectations can lead to disappointment, to attachment, and again, to this desire, for this desire to control. Other things may be trying to control people and people's responses to things and this could be that we want people to actually do things or we want people to show up in a certain way we want people to make us feel a certain way but it could also be that we don't like the way someone feels so we might try to invalidate them we might try to literally make them feel something that they're not feeling it could also be that we're trying to control situations. A situation isn't going in the way that we want it to go. So we're going to try to control circumstances. We're going to try to control how other people perceive us, how other people view us. Maybe even trying to control other people's actions again. And all of this can lead to really ugly things. And I think a lot of us, possibly all of us, are guilty of doing this at some point or another. You know, and this can really turn into manipulation, invalidation, gaslighting, ignoring, self-absorption, because we're not really being open to the reality of the circumstance. We're not being open to the reality of what this person is thinking and what this person ultimately wants. We're not being open to how these other people want the conversation to go how these other people want the project to go. You know, we're so focused and honed in on what it is that we want. And when we can take a few steps back and release that, it's a practice, it takes a lot of work, but it leads to a profound sense of liberation. Very, very profound. And I'm not saying never try to get your way, never try to be ambitious, you know, don't just kick back and be completely um, inert and unmotivated, you know, certainly have your motivations, have voice what it is that you want, vocalize what you want clearly, you know, 
And also with that element of detachment, understanding that sometimes things aren't necessarily going to go exactly how we're wanting them to go or, you know, it's also possible that people may interpret us differently than how we're wanting to be interpreted. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, too, because there are some things, there are many things that we can control that are helpful. But with this full moon happening in the sign of Hasta, I think that we may feel the desire to control. And I think other people may be feeling the desire to control. And first of all, just being aware of maybe when other people are invalidating you or manipulating you not hearing you or trying to control how you act, you know, and just noticing it and maybe even having some curiosity around it. Like, what is this person trying to get at? Just depending on the relationship. It's how you respond, of course, is going to be so different depending on who you're interacting with. But what you can focus more on, <laughs> what's easier to focus on is how you're operating in, in space and with others and being so mindful that you're not becoming overly manipulative or overbearing or short-sighted about the possibilities. Sometimes when things don't go our way, sometimes it ends up being better than we anticipated, you know? And again, I, I feel like I can talk about this all day, but what I can also say to focus on for the full moon is releasing and letting go of these areas of our life that maybe we have too much control or that we're desiring to have too much control over and sitting down and maybe writing and journaling about it and just noticing where it comes up and what it causes what type of emotions does it invoke when you feel that sensation of like oh i just like need this to go my way or i really need him to text me or i need this person to respond to me in a certain way what emotions are being evoked is it anger is it frustration is it sadness where is it coming from because generally the desire to control stems not all the time a lot of the time from fear it does stem from fear and notice you know where that might be coming from and show yourself some compassion too You know, definitely show yourself compassion because our desire to control is a human thing. This isn't because you're bad. This isn't because you're wrong. This isn't because something is so horribly wrong with you. You're controlling, <laughs> you know, of course, of course, you're controlling sometimes like there, there are things that we cling to. But for you and for your own benefit, is it better to release some of that? Is it possible to release the desire to control and replace it with curiosity? You know, curiosity of what other people want, where other people are coming from, what other people are thinking. What's the possibility of something else potentially happening rather than the outcome that you're anticipating and hoping for? What happens if it's something else, you know? So I hope that that's helpful. And again, always being compassionate, never shaming yourself for these things. That's the important part. And it'll come up. We'll continuously move throughout life and we'll work on trying not to control and we'll get better. And then something will happen that's so meaningful to us, you know, or so triggering for us, because that's really what it is. You know, it ignites a little fear in us, gets triggered. 
we become a little bit more controlling and then you know you just notice it you have compassion for it you let it release a little bit because being shameful and being judgmental and putting yourself down it's not going to help anything because again it's coming from a place of fear and places of fear deserve nurturing and protection you know it doesn't deserve to have shame and anger thrown in its face or anything like that so what we can control and i do just want to say once we can practice that release of control things feel so much better and this is my own personal experience and i can also attest you know when i talk to other people who also experience this practice of releasing control it feels very very good i've never met anyone who said you know what i released control and i hated it it's generally a very satisfying feeling but it also requires you to feel safe and comfortable in the unknown you know so what we can control first of all we can control our own healing and as i was mentioning earlier so much of this desire to control does come from fear or anxiety and when we invest in our own healing and things like therapy or coaching or somatic healing, whatever healing means for you, we're taking personal responsibility of how we're contributing to our own suffering. We're saying, hey, there's something that I'm not doing or there's something that I'm approaching entirely wrong and I'm going to get support. You know, I'm going to do my best so that I'm better and therefore my interactions with other people are better. How I perceive other people is better. How I argue is better. So taking ownership of your healing, taking ownership of how you contribute to that, how we understand and interpret the world, we can take control of how we respond to situations. You know, somebody is trying to be controlling themselves. Well, no one can really control you. They can try to control you. They can be incredibly compelling. It can trigger you and bring about all this fear and anxiety. Ultimately, you get to decide how long you stay in that interaction and how you, what you do with that interaction. You get to choose how you respond to any, any circumstance, you know, any interaction with a person, whether it be positive or negative, how you respond to people in your workplace, how you respond to different obstacles. How you respond to things is entirely 100% in your control, you know, and, and arguments, arguments between people or connections between people. It's always, always, always a two-way street. Nothing is ever one person's fault. So really taking ownership of your place in those dynamics, how you contribute to things. Do you fuel the fire or are you out with your little bucket throwing water on it, trying to put it out as well as you can with compassion and curiosity and grace? There are going to be people who are hard to work with, you know, but that's when you get to decide, are you going to stay or are you going to create some space? Are you going to get professional help, <laughs> get a mediator? Um, the energy that we create is our, is within our control. The energy that we bring in. I was talking about maybe we're going to a group setting and we have this expectation of how the group setting is going to go. Honestly, you have no control over how that group setting is going to go, but you do have control of what type of energy you bring. Are you going to be able to be receptive to other people and go with the flow, you know, and be supportive and be authentic and share? How we approach the emotions of others. This is a big one. You know, sometimes when we're in dynamic, and this can be with friends, business partners, relationships, someone may feel something and we just don't like that they feel that. 
<laughs> I'm laughing because I've certainly felt this way before. It's just, you know, they're feeling something and you don't feel like they should feel that way. But the thing is that they do. They do feel that way. That's their experience and they're 100% entitled to feeling the way that they do. So rather than trying to invalidate their emotions, tell them that they shouldn't be feeling their emotions, ignore their emotions, hearing and validating. I hear you. I hear that you're feeling angry. I get why you're feeling angry. This is a frustrating situation. What can we do about it? You know, how could my actions have been different? You know, I hear you're feeling angry. That makes a lot of sense. I'm also feeling X, Y, and Z. You know, is, is there a way for us to collaborate on this? Is there a way for us to talk about this? So how you respond to the emotions of others and hold space for others is completely within your control. Treating others with honor, dignity, respect, and curiosity. It's not easy to do. It's all a practice. But these are some full moon reflections. But then we also have the flip side right? So we can get so wrapped up in control and this desire to control. But then there are other people who have literally no interest in control. They have no desire to control. They're the opposite side of the spectrum. So if you're one of those people, again, notice how your actions are contributing to your life. What do you need more control over? What do you need to take in your hands and start moving and operating? And Again, it's all within our control. And that's the best part is that there's this huge desire to control all these external circumstances and it gets so incredibly frustrating. But then when we realize that we have zero control over external circumstances, all we control is our actions. It's like, wow, I can control my actions. I have this much power and this much control. Like, I think it just can completely invert how things happen. And it's odd. It's odd that we're not trained this in school because I think it's truly a superpower when we learn that, well, yeah, we don't have any control over there, but we have tons of control in here. We get to run our life. We get to operate it. We get to build it. What an amazing opportunity. The other thing that I'll talk about, and this is kind of going in a different direction, I've been speaking with my teacher and I came to him with this, you know, and it kind of, we talked about a lot of different things, but the idea of confirmation bias got brought up and we tend to seek information that confirms our beliefs in the moment so that we feel good and we don't have to change. The thing is, is that Change requires discipline, dedication, commitment, and releasing of what was. Because when we're changing into something new, we have to let go of what we were. And so I really want you to be mindful of the people you follow, of the things that you watch, of the information you take in. Is it exposing you to new ways of seeing things, including yourself? Or is it affirming what you're already doing so that you don't have to change? You know, and, you know, you may not, you may be completely perfect as you are. I mean, you know, you are completely perfect as you are. And all of us can do better at being open to information that we may not really agree with, or it may kind of rub us the wrong way, or it may make us think what we're doing may not be right. 
you know, and it kind of puts us in this place and it's like a growing, like uh, the, the sensation of growth, which isn't always comfortable. And so I think it's such an important time. And I'm saying this to make it relevant. I'm saying this because this is how we kind of control our environment and keep ourselves in this little bubble, you know. And so I really encourage everyone to look outside of the bubble and think about the possibilities and how every single person on this earth is seeing through their lifetime of experiences. When we talk to someone, their perspective, how they interpret information is a combination of all of their life experiences, which is so farly, radically different than our own. That doesn't make our perception any better or worse than anyone else's. All of us have these different perspectives and these different viewpoints. And so I really want to keep everyone, I really want to encourage everyone to keep things open, you know, and operate from a space of love and compassion. It doesn't mean that we have to agree. It doesn't mean that we have to endorse. You know, there are going to be people who have these ideologies that are so vastly different than our own, and we do not endorse their actions. And that, you know, is fair because there's a difference between judgment and discernment. You know, when we're taking in information and we're discerning, we're like, this is ethical, this isn't ethical, this is virtuous, this isn't virtuous. That is a necessary compass for the spiritual path. Discernment is a necessary compass for a spiritual practice, okay? But judging, that has a different feel to it, you know? So I just want everyone to keep their minds and eyes open. So I hope that this was helpful. I feel like I really um, went on a tangent with all this. But I hope, again, I just hope that it finds someone somewhere. Um, I hope that it is supportive and helpful in some capacity. And this week, um, this will be posting on Friday. On the full moon, the sun and Venus will also be completely conjoined. So when the sun and Venus are completely conjoined, this is a really good time to make financial decisions or make decisions around luxury if you've been wanting to make any big purchases on a car or decorations or a couch. Um, it's also a really interesting time for romance. So you may have something spark in romance. You may meet somebody new. It could be significant. I don't recommend beginning a long-term relationship on this day, but you know, you may meet someone and not put any labels on anything or anything of that matter. Um, Mars and Rahu will completely conjoin this week. So the energy has been building. This intensity is growing. So globally and collectively, we are going to see energy rise. People act a little bit more erratically. People being more unpredictable. And on the full moon, energy is even more unpredictable. It's a little bit heightened. So please be mindful of the world around you. Be mindful of accidents. If anyone is especially spicy, I really do recommend just diffusing the conflict if it's possible. Jupiter is inching its way into Aquarius, which is going to be a huge deal. So... Um, I don't know if I'll post a podcast before Jupiter moves into Aquarius. I have to look at the calendar, but this is a huge shift and we are going to start seeing so many interesting things come up in the media. You know, as I've been talking about, I don't feel like I need to say anything more 
about that. Um, but it is going to be a shift. I feel like we've been in this little quiet period of 2021 and the rest of 2021 is not going to be as quiet. So that is something to look out for. Venus, of course, is exalted. It's in the sign of Pisces. This is such a wonderful time for creativity, for focusing on the arts, for focusing on romance and bhakti. If you've ever heard of bhakti, selfless service, charity, offering money to a local temple or a church or a place of worship. It's really positive for love directed towards the divine. Okay, so it's also an auspicious time for that. And I did post on the Patreon account how this transit may impact each of the 12 zodiac signs and of course the full moon for each of the 12 zodiac signs. So um, do check that out if you're interested. But I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope that you feel a little bit more prepared for the full moon and have ideas for something that may come up. One final thing I'll say that because Hasta also has to do with healing and remedial measures and also building, it could be a wonderful time to start any herbal supplement. If you've been wanting to take an herbal supplement that's been advised to you by a doctor, it's a great day to start. It's a good day to take any herbal tea or begin any type of cleanse. It's also a wonderful time to build something, you know, build something sacred. It could just be creating a sacred spot in your home or cleaning off the sacred spot that you have already. And and of course, making plenty of time for enjoyment and potential laughter. If you want to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule yourself at innerknowing.yoga. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I would love to see you all on Patreon. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.